0: Turn with me to Genesis chapter 32, Genesis 32, and we will begin in verse 22, which is actually, uh, you know, I don't give you the whole story, but we can't read the whole story, but but we'll, we'll start in verse 22, and then I'll explain to you where that's at. Uh, in the narrative, but it says, And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his uh, women servants and his eleven sons and passed over the ford, Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. Now let me stop right there and tell you that this is at a time in Jacob's life when he was facing the fear of meeting again with his brother Esau, for the first time after he had uh, stolen Esau's birthright, or he stole the blessing that uh, Isaac would have given to Esau. I'll put it that way. Actually, if you remember right, when uh, Isaac, I mean, when when. Jacob and Esau were just boys. Uh, Esau was the firstborn. Of course, they were twins. And Esau should have had the birthright, you know, the birthright of the oldest son. But he came in from hunting one day and he was real tired and weary. And he wanted. Jacob was, was eating some kind of soup And he wanted some of that. He said, I'll give it to you if you'll sell me the birthright. And so Esau basically said, I don't care about the birthright. Just give me the soup that I might live. So he sold him his birthright for a cup of soup. You know, isn't it amazing that the things that don't count that people will sell their life out for? (laughs) You know, but... But anyway, <clears throat> Jacob, uh, if, you, if you go back a few chapters when uh, his mother was carrying the, the twins, she said they're there conflict, there's conflict even in the womb between them. And then when they were born, Esau was born first, and Jacob, and he reached over and he caught a hold of his heel. So that's why they named him Jacob. It meant trickster. Uh, one that. Uh, he's a heel grabber. He's a heel grabber. He's he's. We would say today he's crooked. <laughs> he's crooked. Don't trust him. You ever do? You know anybody like that? I know, and I'm not talking about a one of you people here. We don't have any here. <laughs> but but I know a guy who will tell you right off the bat that he's a Christian. And I would not do any business dealings with him. I would walk a mile out of the way to keep from having to do business with him because he's crooked. I told him once, I said, when you die, they're not going to bury you. They're going to screw you in the ground. (laughs) But that's bad testimony. It sure is. (laughs) No, I wouldn't say that about you. Esau was the first one born. He came out all red, and that's what Esau means. It meant red. Uh, People of Edom were descendants of Esau and Edom also means red red folks uh, people that you've seen people with red hair how they are complected and uh, they tell you here in Florida it's a bad place to be redheaded because of your skin type but you know you get uh, skin cancer real easy but anyway name of Jacob was trickster heel grabber crooked and uh, so he bought that birthright for a cup of soup. Then before Isaac died, he told Esau, he said, I want you to go out into the field and, and kill a deer. And that's uh, He didn't say kill a deer, but he said, bring me some venison. That's deer. <laughs> bring me some venison and, and make it up like you make it. Only you can make it. The, the one that I love so much to give me strength to bless you. Well, Jacob's mother heard it. And she said, go bring me a kid. She told him what they were getting ready to do and she said, go bring me a kid. Now the Bible tells us that Esau was loved by Jacob (laughs) and Rebekah loved Uh, I mean, I'm getting it all mixed up. The name's mixed up. Esau was loved by Isaac, and Jacob was loved by the mother. And so the mother said, you go bring a kid, and I'm going to make some of that uh, meat like your dad loves, and I'm going to make it taste like deer. Now to me, goat meat don't taste like deer. I've heard a lot of people say it does, but it don't to me. Now maybe there's a way you can fix it to make it taste like deer. I don't know. But uh, unless you do it like, like a lot of these professional restaurants, it don't put much meat in it. You know, you have to hunt for it. Where's the beef? <laughs> or where's the meat? But but anyway, she fixed it up, and Jacob said, "Now, Mom, say you know." Esau is a hairy man, and I'm not. I'm smooth-skinned. And so, if he calls me over and he touches me, he knows I'm not Esau. And so, she took that skin and put it on his hands and around his neck. And sure enough, Jacob said, you sound like... I mean, <laughs> Isaac said, you sound like Jacob. But you feel like Esau. And he went ahead and gave Jacob that blessing. And then, when Esau came out of the field and was ready to go in unto Isaac, uh, he said, I've already given out the blessing. I've already given the blessing. And he said, when Isaac is, when our father is dead, I'm going to kill Jacob. And the mother heard it, and so she sent Jacob away to her brother's house. And it was there that Jacob saw a girl. And boy, he lit up, hubba, hubba. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. I said he saw a girl. He was a boy. That's what boys are supposed to do. And he fell in love. Of course, he married. He was tricked. Maybe Jacob was a trickster because he caught it from his uncle Laban. And he tricked him and sent the wrong wife home with him. And then he had to work another seven years to get Rachel. But nevertheless, here in this scene, he is uh, where we read, he was going back <coughs> to meet Esau for the first time. And he was scared to death. Sometimes in our lives, we become afraid of things. And we pray about it, but we're still afraid. And when it's all over, we'll think, why was I afraid of that? God was handling it the whole time. (coughs) And God had said to Abraham, He said, I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to bless those who bless you. And I'm going to curse them who curse you. And then he said, And I'm going to make you a blessing to all people, to all nations. And of course, we know that that was through the Lord Jesus Christ, that He blessed all nations. But that blessing was passed down also to Isaac. I'm going to bless you to be a blessing. I'm going to make you a blessing to other people. And it was through that lineage, that the Lord Jesus Christ was born. And of course, then Jacob got the birthright. He got the blessing from Isaac. And at one time, when Jacob was going to Uncle Laban, uh, he came to a place called Bethel. Remember that? Uh, Bethel, every time I move my hand, get a noise. I'll try to... That's not your amplifier. That's my hands moving. You know, I, I didn't realize that I talked with my hands so much until we started putting it online. <laughs> and I thought, who's that guy up there waving? <laughs> you know, but that's, that's habit. But anyway, he was going to his uncle Laban and he made a pillow uh, out of rocks and put his head on it. And then he got to dreaming about. The angels of God going up this ladder up to heaven and up and down. And he said, he called the name of the place Bethel, which meant house of God. And he made a vow. He said, Lord, if you will bless me and bring me back to this place, I will give you a tithe of everything. And you know, I've never read where Bethel... Jacob ever gave that tithe. He gave what belonged to the Lord. He gave it to Esau to buy him off. (laughs) But but anyway, he, uh, he goes back to Bethel one time, but he called it El Bethel, which meant the God of the house of God. You know, it's one thing to go to the house of God and get a blessing, but it's another thing to go to the God of the house of God and get a blessing. He's the one that we need the blessing from now. Here, uh, Jacob is going back. He's going to meet uh, Esau for the first time. As I said, he's scared to death. And uh, but now, in verse, uh, let me see, verse 24. It says, "And Jacob was left alone. Jacob was left alone." There comes a time, sometimes when you you feel like you are alone. And when you're dealing directly with God as Jacob was doing, you have to do it alone. No, as the old song goes, ain't nobody else gonna walk that road for you. You gotta go there by yourself. And so he was left alone and there wrestled with him, wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. Now verse thirty tells us who that man was. He said, I have seen God face to face. That was a pre-incarnate Old Testament appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I've, I've said it over and over and over, and I know you believe it. Jesus didn't begin in Bethlehem. He became flesh there in Bethlehem, but He always was. He was from everlasting to everlasting. Uh, and so he said, I've seen God face to face. So he was wrestling with a pre incarnated Jesus Christ. And he, he wrestled with him until the breaking of day. You know, I, <laughs> I'm not being silly, but it makes you want to look down and say, Jacob, what are you doing? You big dummy? You can't win? Wrestling with God. That's not Esau, that's God. (laughs) Yeah, you're not going to prevail. He prevailed not against him. He touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. There's a reason for that. We'll get to it in a minute. But he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. You know what Jesus said to him? What is thy name? Now let me tell you something. He knew what Jacob's name was. He wasn't asking him for information. It was kind of like there in the Garden of Eden when... Uh, God came to the garden after they had sinned. He said, "Adam, where art thou?" He knew where Adam was. He he wasn't out there conducting a search, looking under all the bushes to see if he could find Adam. He knew where Adam was, but he wanted Adam to know where Adam was. So he said, "Adam, where art thou?" And it, you know, it reminds me of that woman uh, when Jesus was here on earth came up behind him and touched the hem of his garment. And she, she uh, had this blood issue uh, for, I think it was 12 years. And she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. And he touch- she touched him. And he said, who touched me? Don't you know, he knew who touched him. But what he was saying was, woman... You're not going to get away from here without giving a testimony. (laughs) I know who touched me. I know what's wrong with you, but I want you to tell these folks what happened to you. And so she came up and began to confess. And uh, what a blessing. You know, we're still reading and being blessed by that story 2,000 years later. That woman didn't know that she was going to be that her testimony was going to be that great of a blessing to me and you today. He said, "Let, let me go." Jacob said, "I, I want a blessing. What do you, well, let me ask you, what do you mean when you say, "Lord bless me? And that's all you say. Lord, bless me. (laughs) What if if God says, Richie, what if God says, okay, I'll put you in the hospital? (laughs) Amen. Amen. I've been there. That's how I know that being in the hospital can be a blessing. For one thing, whatever's wrong with you, He put you in company (laughs) where where, uh, they can help you. But another thing, there's other people in the hospital that needs you. Needs that help that you can give them. Uh, Where am I at? Oh, he said, what is thy name? Now, you remember the last time somebody asked him what his name was? It was his daddy. He said, what is your name? Who are you? Old Jacob lied and he said, I'm Esau. But when you're dealing with God, you, He already knows your name. You can't fool Him. You can't trick Him. You can't buy Him off. You can't pull anything on Him. Old Jacob had always he'd been able to, to talk His way out of anything that ever ever came His way. You ever met anybody like that? you catch them red-handed in something and they can talk their way out of it. But whenever, he, whenever God said, what is thy name? Pardon my grammar again. ain't no use in lying about it. Because He knew who He was. You can ask a lot of people in this world today, Who are you? And they say, Oh, I'm Deacon so-and-so. Who are you? I'm Reverend so-and-so. My name is Reverend. My name is Deacon. Who are you? Oh, I'm the bass singer in the choir. Or who are you? I'm the tenor singer. I sing tenor in the choir. Who are you? Oh, I teach a Sunday school class. Who are you? Oh, I'm an usher at the uh, First first Church of downtown New York. (laughs) You thought I was going to say Crescent City, didn't you? (laughs) But you know, God is not impressed with all of that. When he said, "Who are you?" and Jacob said, "Jacob," he was saying, "Who are you?" And Jacob said, "Trickster, heel-grabber, crook. You you have to come clean when you're dealing with God." When I was reading this, I thought about that old publican that went to the temple, and you know the one over here standing Pharisee. He was thanking God that he wasn't. You know, I'm not like everybody. I'm. My name is Tither. Uh, My name is Temple Attender. Uh, My name is Pharisee. Boy, I'm way up here, Lord. I'm a Pharisee. Thank you. And that old publican, when he was given his name, he said, "Lord, I'm a sinner." And God said, "Oh good. We got a sinner. I'm going to change your name to justified." <laughs> and he went home justified, but that old Pharisee over there, he still he went home a Pharisee. He lied about his name. His name wasn't Pharisee, his name was sinner too. But he didn't he didn't know it. He didn't realize it. I like what old John said in the first epistle of John. He said, if we say that we have no sin, we're a liar. We lie and do not the truth. We make him a liar. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us for our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He called the place Peniel because he said, I've been face to face with God. And you know, Everybody that's lost, that's never come to God for the cleansing of sin, never confessed that, Lord, I'm, I'm just a sinner. I need Your grace and Your mercy. One day, that person, that Christ rejecter, is going to have to stand at white throne judgment of God. And as I said, you can't fool God you can't tell Him of all of the good deeds and all of, all of, all of the sins that you've never committed because he, he knows the whole record. You know, and I'm just afraid that we won't have anything or they won't have anything to say. But they wrestle. Jacob said, bless me. He wanted a blessing all along, but he went after it the wrong way until now. Now he's coming to the only one who can bless him and he said, bless me. That's why I said, what do you mean when you say bless me? Have you ever read the story of Job? Has, Has the story of Job ever encouraged you? Has it ever blessed you? Now, suppose you read... Job 1.1 that said there was a man in the land of uh, Oz who was a just man and upright and who eschewed evil. And then you turn over to the very last verse and it says, And Job died full of years and old age. And that's all you knew about Job. He lived in the land of Oz. He was, he was a just man and righteous. He eschewed evil. And he loved the Lord. And then the last verse said he died of old age. And you didn't have all of those verses in between. Would it be that much of a blessing to you to read that? No. Well then, did God bless Job? Yeah. You say, well, Brother Howard, losing all those young'uns and losing everything you got, that's not much of a blessing. Yes, it is. Job had been blessing me for, I started to say 2,000 years. I, I, I'm not, this is longer than that. Job's one of the oldest books in the Bible. But, Whenever I read there in, the, I think it's the 29th chapter, where Job says, I know that my Redeemer liveth. Uh, that, that blesses my heart. So God was blessing Job so that Job could bless me. He blesses you so that you can bless me. He blesses me so that I can bless you. So we are blessed to be a blessing. And you are. And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying this for any reason other than I love you. I'm, I'm not wanting your money. You don't have to send me a donation. <laughs> you don't have to give me anything. You don't have to buy me a new car. You don't even have to give me a Christmas present if you don't want to. But you folks are a blessing to me. Why? Because God has blessed you. And I want to be a blessing to you because God has blessed me. Nobody can bless you but God. He's the only one that can really bless you. Uh, Whether we realize it or not, all blessings uh, come from Him. And... And so when we're blessed, when He blesses us, He expects us to be a blessing to others. He said, Abraham, through through you, through your seed, all the world is going to be blessed. And and I, I said, I know that's that's Jesus Christ. Uh, he blessed us with Him. But uh, He blesses us with salvation. Jesus Christ didn't just come from... Abraham, he came into us. When we trusted him as our Savior, then he came into us. He took up abode in our bodies and in our heart. And the love of God that we sing about is shed abroad in our hearts. That makes us able to love other people. To be a blessing to them and them be a blessing to us. I I saw a young man. I saw him on my telephone, but don't ask me how or what program I was on because I don't have the slightest idea. My smartphone is a whole lot smarter than I am. But this was a little, I think he was eight years old, little autistic boy, and he was blind. His mom and daddy had abandoned him and a missionary, and his wife had adopted him. He would have been a good candidate according to the standards of the world to, for an abortion. You know, if a doctor had known that he was going to be born autistic and blind, they'd say, you ought to abort that youngin'. You ought to get rid of him. He don't stand a chance, he'll never amount to anything. And I said it Sunday, I say it again, I like the way God will take some little something and make something big out of it. And I saw this little boy, uh, his daddy, adopted daddy, walked him out on the stage, introduced him, and he stood there with a the microphone in his hand, swaying back and forth. He couldn't see. And he, he was, like I say, autistic. Uh, he wasn't very plain with his speech, but plain enough that somebody with the, this hard of hearing like me, I could understand him. And he was singing, Open my eyes, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. And I don't remember the rest of the words, but that little kid was blessing me. You say, well, because he was blind and because he was autistic. No, because God's hand was on him and was blessing him and he was blessing me. And it wasn't that he had a beautiful voice because he didn't. But I don't know how to describe it to you. I don't know how to describe your blessing to me. I mean, you being a blessing to me, and I I hope that I'm a blessing to you. That's my desire. More than God, bless me. Here I am, bless me. My prayer is, God, here I am. Make me a blessing to someone else. And there's a whole lot of ways that God can do that and God does that. I don't think He's going to bless anybody as long as they're denying Him or denying the Word of God, denying the Bible, denying that it's the inspired Word of God here at Christmas time, denying that Christ has anything to do with it. My goodness. <laughs> I pledge to you all over again, I've done it many a time. I pledge to you that I'm going to stand on this Bible so that I can bless you. My pledge to you is that I'm going to continue to preach the unadulterated Word of God so that I can bless you. I'm going to believe and preach the virgin birth of Jesus Christ I'm going to believe and preach that He's coming again and that He's going to take us out of here and I'm going to keep on doing that. People say, well, folks are going to get tired of hearing that same old thing. I've been hearing it all my life and I'm not tired of it. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. That's an old promise, but it's still true today. So, do you want God to bless you? To bless others? I hope you do. I hope that's your heart's desire. Uh, I'm going to heaven one of these days. And I don't want any of you folks left behind. Old Jacob came away from there and met Esau and they hugged and they embraced and wept. Jacob finally talked him into taking all of those gifts that he was trying to give him, that tithe that belonged to the Lord, <laughs> giving it, it to Esau. And old Esau said, come on, let's, let's go to uh, Seir. And Jacob said, Esau, he said, a lot of these lambs, these sheep that I have have just given birth. And we've made a long journey. And the little ones are tired. Uh, the, the children are tired. They're weak. And if we if we went to Seir and followed you there, a lot of them would die on the way. And I said I was going to tell you. That's, that's why old Jacob was walking with a limp before Richie had his hip replacement. He didn't walk very fast. He'd probably walk you to death in a few months if you walked with Him. But Jacob Jacob said, no, Esau, you go ahead. I'll meet you there later, but I want to take care of these little ones. I want to watch out for them. I don't want to lose any of them on the way. That's the way I feel. And I know you can't lose your salvation if it comes from God. (laughs) You can't lose it. It wasn't yours to start with. It was yours by grace. But there's a lot of people that don't know Christ as their Savior that we come in contact with every day. I'm tell you, don't walk so fast that you leave them behind. Your children, make sure you take them all to heaven with you. Do your dead level best. That, that's a phrase my daddy used to use all the time. Your dead level best. I never learned what it meant. <laughs> but, but it does mean do your best. Don't walk so fast that the little ones are left behind. Make sure you carry them with you. Alright, God bless you. God make bless you to bless me. And bless me to bless you. All right, I told you, I wasn't going to keep it too long. Not was 10 minutes old 8 minutes old. But anyway, we're glad you're here tonight. I want to ask you
1: to read you Most gracious Heavenly Father, we bow before you once again this Wednesday evening. And, and what a blessing it is to be in your house and to hear your word uh, preached the Lord uh, and proclaimed and to give you all praise and glory. For you and you alone are worthy of all praise, Father. And, We are so thankful by your grace that we have eternal life salvation through the atoning blood of Jesus Christ, who willingly came into this world and willingly laid down his life for all who believe in and on his name and in his finished works, Lord. And we know that one day Jesus is coming back, and he's coming back soon to call his bride home, Lord. We just pray that everyone's ready. That we're prayed up, that we're doing what we're supposed to do as Christians, to tell everyone about the saving grace of Jesus Christ, so that they may partake in that. And what a blessing that would be, Lord! And just like Your Word tells us that You made Abraham a blessing, Lord, to be a blessing, Lord, You You bless us to be a blessing to others, and let us not forget that through this message tonight, Lord, that Brother Howard preached that uh, we are Your children, and we are. Supposed to be going out and, and being a blessing to other people, and what a ble- how great of a blessing can we be if we're not telling people about Jesus Christ, we're not telling them about the gospel, the only way to heaven. Uh, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And Lord, we just pray that you'll encourage us, that you'll strengthen us, you'll make us bold, unafraid, uh, not distraught or dismayed over anything that stands in front of us, because we stand just like Brother Howard said. We stand on your word, because your word is the truth so we should not be dismayed or afraid of anything for you are with us wherever we go. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this night. We ask your blessing upon everyone who is here and those that could not make it. And Lord, once again, we lift up those that are on prayer list and those we mentioned by name tonight. Lord, if your hand be upon them and your, uh, that they are healed. Lord, knowing that you are walking with them regardless of the situation, regardless of the outcome, that, that you are with them and that you will strengthen them every step of the way. And uh, Lord, we just love you. We thank you. We ask your blessing. And for the next... Uh, meeting time, Lord, till we're gathered again. Keep us safe and walk with us wherever we go.